Well, Marissa used Brother Copeland's, uh, <laughs> some Brother Copeland's teaching to kind of throw some shade my way. But anyway, um, told her one time my elbow was killing me. She's like, well, Brother Copeland said, you have what you say, you know. I said, well, Hilda says that too, you know. Anyhow, but, uh, brother, you know, Brother Copeland, um, we hold him in high regard and we talk about the testimonies that he tells of, you know, uh, he doesn't have a gray hair in it on, on his head. And he said he's, he's done that by faith. He doesn't use hair dye. And he hadn't lost no hair. He's not bald-headed like your pastor. But he said he held on, you know, in faith and whatnot. But then at the same time, he has a pacemaker. You know, and so it's, it's some people like, well, that's kind of silly, isn't it? Well, you know, in the natural it can seem really silly, and we can think, well, you know, your faith works for your hair, but it don't work for your heart. That, that's the assumption that we make in the natural. But you know what? We don't know all that God knows and see all that God sees. And we're not, we don't have all of the wisdom and all of the understanding uh, that is hidden in the Lord. And so you know what? Here's what we believe. We believe that by the stripes of Jesus, we are, we were, and we forever will be healed. Not, be, not because of what we see in the natural. Not because of what we see working in Brother Copeland. You know, sometimes it's silly things. Sometimes it's, it's uh, major things. But uh, that we, you know, where we see God working in our lives in faith. And sometimes it seems like silly things, just small things where the Lord is working. But you know, that's why the Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And to lean not to our own understanding. But in everything, in all of our ways acknowledge him and he'll direct our path amen and so it's important that we hang on to the lord and everything that we do and everything that we uh our whole life hang on to him amen trust him believe him and don't don't uh second guess god's word god's word is always true even if it doesn't seem like it's working in your life at the moment <laughs> I should have said this one. There, I have a lot of testimonies, praise the Lord. But <clears throat> I had um, been struggling a lot with uh, what you're talking about, having symptoms in my body and then be like, oh, man, what's going on? You know, my faith should be here or whatever the case is. And I had went to lunch with Miss Rhonda on Sunday, and I had told her, I said, you know, Miss Rhonda, I just want to bounce some things off of you. Just kind of help me out here. And uh, I said, and I had spoken to you about this a couple times, Pastor, but when I'm like, I, I feel like I have this great faith when it comes to praying for other people, but when it happens to my body, I'm like, what's going on? Anybody else have great faith praying for others, but when it comes to self, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Right, because you're feeling it, and you're, <clears throat> you know, and uh, so I had bounced it off of her, and I said, you know what, when I'm praying, sometimes I can't tell the difference between am I interceding for somebody or is this my own body that's feeling this? Lord, kind of what direction do I go? And I said, and I told her, I said, but when I feel it in my body, it's almost like fear comes upon me and I just stop what I'm doing. And instead of really praying, I'm just like 
oh my gosh, get my Bible, get, where's my healing scriptures that I'm just boom, 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 boom. And, but I'm doing it in fear. I'm not doing it out of boldness if I right. was to pray for somebody else. Ooh, see, I'm glad you could identify that. Yes. Did you hear what she said? That sometimes she goes to the word of God, not in faith, but in fear. Mm -hmm. How many of you know there's a difference in going to the word of God in faith and going to the word of God in fear? Amen. Amen. And uh, so I, I had mentioned I've been reading Mel Tari's book, uh, like, a like, a mighty, like a Mighty Wind. And um, as I'm reading it, he talks about we need to get back to the simplicity of what the scriptures are saying. And when he said that, that's when revelation came to me, you know, by the Holy Spirit. And he was like, you know, we need you need to not try to analyze and figure out in your mind, you know, what the scriptures mean or try to um, dissect everything and just take it for what it is. What does the word say? By his stripes, you are healed. That's it. Do you believe right. it? Right. And so I'm like, OK, OK, you know. When you're not feeling any symptom in your body, you're like, yeah, I got this. You know, I got it. This morning I woke up and I used to deal with fear and anxiety and panic attacks a lot. So anybody that struggled with that knows that uh, symptoms almost feel close to a heart attack. You know, uh, pain in your chest. You just you hardly can breathe. Um, and so also when that used to happen to me, fear would come upon me. So this morning I started feeling those symptoms. And in my mind, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Again, I'm like, okay, where's my Bible? You know? And then the Holy Spirit was like, hey, let's just take a pause. I'm like, all right, the pause. And he, you know, he just kind of helped me through it. And then Miss Rhonda's wisdom that she gave me on Sunday, which I didn't say, she had said, you know, Anna, she said, that's what's happening here. She said, the devil's trying to shut your mouth. Right. Because whenever that happens, now. I automatically, like I said, in fear, I go to the scriptures. And uh, so I said, okay. So the Holy Spirit was like, hey, pause. I heard Miss Rhonda like, hey, the devil's trying to shut your mouth. I was like, okay. Come on now. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, you know what? In the name of Jesus, by his stripes, I am healed. And I struggled for about three or four hours, you know, with those symptoms, just pain. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what in the world? But the Holy Spirit was like, what, are, what do you believe? So every time I'd be like, thank you, Lord, by his stripes, I'm healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. I don't even know when it happened, but after it happened, it just went away. Every symptom that I had completely went away. Praise God. And just get, I, I don't, I, I just, compl I don't know. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Lord. <laughs> by his stripes, you're healed. Thank Amen. God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. That's awesome, Anna. Amen. You know, I'm proud to be the pastor of this church. Amen. We got a great church. Y'all are awesome folks. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If, if I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. In good times, this is a great church. In hard times, this is a great church. And you want to be around these folks when it's rough. You want to be around them. Listen, when the going gets tough, that's when you want to be right here. Because that's when people stick there on the word of God. And uh, we got praying people in this church. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if you can't get prayed for up in this church, something's wrong. You, you're, you're doing something wrong. I mean, you ain't, you ain't got to. All you got to do is send a text, pray. They'll be on you like duck on a June bug.
which are the June bugs are coming, aren't they? Anyhow, but uh, praise God. I'm honored to be uh, the pastor of this church. We've got some great people, and I thank God. Uh, boy, what a testimony. Amen. Praise the Lord. So when you hear these testimonies, these things that people say, you know, what, uh, what Anna said, that she, you know, she was, uh, her faith is big when, it's, when she's praying for others, but when she had to pray for herself, all of a sudden there's that difficulty. There are those obstacles that we face. And you know what those obstacles really are is, is when we're praying for others, we don't know others' faults and others' difficulties and things of that nature. So when we pray for them, we pray for them with great confidence because we believe that God will hear and answer because we know how much the Lord loves them. But when we go to praying for ourselves, we know what we did last night or this morning, or we know, you know, the stuff we've been saying or the stuff we've been doing, which, you know, Sunday, um, I tried to kind of bring about some, some understanding in that message on Sunday that even though Thomas was in doubt how that Jesus uh, didn't cast him out. And we listen, you're not cast out. Boy, I'm about to rhyme, not even trying. Uh, you're, you're not cast out because of your doubt. Amen. Amen. We're going we're gonna to wrestle with doubt. You're going to wrestle with doubt. You know, you know what? If I'm going to wrestle with doubt, I know good and well. The rest of us are going to wrestle with doubt. If Paul wrestled with doubt. If others, you know, in Scripture wrestled with doubt. I mean, these old boys saw Jesus raised from the dead, and they're still wrestling, you know, with uh, these things. So, um, but to see the, uh, the magnitude of God's love toward us, that even when we're in doubt, Jesus shows up and extends his grace toward Thomas and toward those decide. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His grace. You know, God will do that for them. He'll do it for you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, so grateful for these testimonies. Let's uh, let's keep our minds and our hearts on uh, these that have have shared. The Bible says the devil's defeated by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. I think a part of the reason why he's defeated by the word of our testimony is number one, we smack him down when we testify. Number two, when we testify, others get the victory. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, let's get back in the word here. We're talking about qualifying for supernatural increase. Qualifying. Say qualify. qualify. Amen. So we're going to qualify for... We're going, to, we're going to talk about the qualifications for God's a supernatural increase in our life. Now, inevitably, whenever I talk about this, there will be people that will say, so you have to earn. No, I didn't say earning supernatural increase. I said qualifying for supernatural. How many of you know that um, there are things, some things in Scripture you have to qualify for before you receive them? Amen. Do you know you have to qualify for salvation before you can receive it? What are the qualifications for uh, salvation? Well, number one, you got to be a sinner. <laughs> so, you know, nearly everybody, well, everybody is qualified. There's only one that wasn't qualified. Uh, but uh, all everybody in the whole world qualifies on that level. Number two, Jesus said this. He said, no man can come to the Father less than the Spirit draws him. That's right. And so there has to be the uh, 
conviction of the Spirit in order for someone to truly be born again. Now, can, can someone begin their pursuit of the Lord uh, prior to the Spirit of God uh, uh, wooing them or, or the Spirit of God drawing them to that place of salvation? Absolutely. Some of you were in that. I was in that. You know, when I was, a, when I was um, uh, maybe 12, 13 uh, years old, 11, I would watch Jimmy Swaggart on television. There was just something appealing to me about uh, the way that he would preach and act. Not one time, though, was I stung with the sting of conviction when I heard him preach and when I heard him deliver the gospel. But I found it interesting, and it definitely was something that was compelling and was drawing at something in my spirit. And some of y'all can relate to that because we've, you know, some of us, before we ever really were born again and, and underwent a transformation by the power of God's spirit, there was, there was some interest in spiritual things or in the things. And maybe we might have even gone down a wrong road seeking out, you know, spiritual things. Maybe we bought some sage or, or uh, uh, we, we, you know, crystals or, you know, salt, you know, rocks or, so, you know, whatever. You know, there, there's people, they get, they, some people get into all kinds of stuff. Um, None of which, let me, let me say, by the way, none of which is uh, godly. Uh, you know, some people go to a psychic, you know, a medium or something of that nature, uh, participate in uh, uh, seances or, you know, trying to talk to the dead and get insight into the world to come. You know, none of that is, is godly. Uh, there's only one way. His name is Jesus. Praise God. And so, uh, so that qualification of being drawn by the Spirit it's, it's a qualification. Now, do you earn it? No, you don't earn it. But that's one of those things. If you're really going to get born again, to qualify for that life change, the Spirit has to be present, convicting you and drawing you to the Father. That's why lots of people can make decisions and pray a sinner's prayer, but not, but not have a life change. And listen, I, I've believed this forever. Uh, when I first met Ted... Uh, I, I, I would talk to him and try to identify when he got born again. Well, he could identify when he got pretty much when he got born again. And I, you know, I asked him his testimony and he's telling me how he had gotten born again. Well, then I said, well, when did you get baptized in the Holy Ghost? And he, and then he, 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 he started telling me, but it was a little less clear, you know, Holy Ghost baptism. And I was like, well, you know, uh, the Bible says, and you know, I begin to go through what the Word of God said about Holy Ghost baptism. I know there have been people who wanted to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost that uh, someone got a hold of them in some well-meaning, charismatic church. And instead of laying hands on them for them to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost, they told them, all right, repeat after me, yabba-dabba-doo, yabba-dabba, you know, or something silly like that, you know, say hikamoshai, shandalai, shoulda bought a Honda, you know, thing, things of that nature, just trying to get people to uh, speak in what they thought to them sound like an unknown tongue. And then so some people, they went through their, you know, through their life just mimicking you know, tongues. And some thought they received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, but never knew that that supernatural power of God's Spirit coming upon an individual and empowering them to be a witness uh, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and under the uttermost part of the earth. So anyhow, so when we talk about qualifying, it's not earning it. It's qualifying is uh, uh, there are 
there are certain things that cause us to align with the Word of God and align with the Spirit in order that these things might work. Amen. You're not earning it. You're, you're aligning yourself. It, it's, it's just like if there, was a, if there was a giant supernatural increase fountain that was pouring uh, from where this chandelier is. I mean, just pouring down right there. And uh, it's, it's just a, a flood, a fountain of supernatural increase. And all you had to do was align yourself with that fountain. You know what? You, you, you might sit where you're at and say, well, Lord, you're no respecter of persons. What you did for everyone else, you'll do for me, God. And that's exactly what you would need to do. You'd have to get under the quote-unquote spout where the glory comes out. You align yourself. That's, that's qualifying. You get it? All right. It's not earning. It's qualifying. You're, you're aligning. It's important that you have an understanding of that because sometimes people will go to trying to earn the blessing of God, to earn the fulfillment of the promise of God. Well, Lord, I, I, I prayed, I, pray, I tarried one hour. Well, Lord, I put on the armor of God today. You know, I went through the whole prayer. Uh, I, I prayed our Father, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, thinking that because they went through certain processes that somehow or another that qualified them. No, what they were trying to do is they were trying to earn. But qualifying means that you're walking along together with the Spirit to align yourself with these promises in order that they might be fulfilled in your life. Amen. Amen. And you know what that means? That means it's not, uh, it's not formulated. It's not something that you, you can't, I can't just give you a sheet of paper and tell you how I did it. I can share my story with you and give you examples of how it worked for me, but the way the Holy Spirit leads you might be different. I mean, I can tell you how the Lord told me to sow the first thousand dollars we ever saved, and the Lord told me to give it away. And I didn't want to give it away because my parents never taught me how to save. When you're poor, nobody, nobody teaches you how to save when you're broke. When you're broke, they're like, listen, you know, eat today. You may not eat tomorrow. And I mean, we was poor. So save, we never, I never heard of saving. Now, maybe Annie had, my, my, I, as far as I know, my parents never saved a thing while we were growing up. My dad worked three or four jobs just to try to make ends meet. Never saw my father when I was growing up. You know, I never spent no time with my dad until after I was 16 years of age. That's the only time he wasn't working all the time and could spend any time with me. I thought all along while I was growing up, he didn't love me. That was the assumption I made. And people, let, there were people in my life let me make that assumption. And I made that assumption because he was never around. Well, you know what I, ne I, ne I didn't realize until I got older? Is that he was never around because he was trying to take care of us. He's trying to feed us, trying to keep the electricity on, trying to keep a roof over our heads, trying to keep... I mean, he had, he had three kids that weren't his kids that he was raising, that he raised as his own, and then me and my sister who, who belonged to him. He inherited them kids at 22 years of age. Well, a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a, you know, I, mean, I think a 5-year-old. And then he had me. And I was like, Monte, boy, I could put away the groceries at an early age. At an early age. You ought to see somebody. They got a picture of me holding on to a baby tree. 
Uh, I mean, I I think I was probably three years old. I still looked like Jack. You understand? A big old head. I was like, big old fat cheeks. <laughs> I, I think I had some a tortilla or something in my mouth. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that was that was the thing with my with my uh, growing up you know we were just we we was broke and so we didn't know nothing about saving so when you when you save back a thousand dollars when you've never when you've never saved 20 bucks and you save a thousand dollars man we thought we 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 was proud of it. we was telling people people was looking at us like <laughs> We thought $1,000 was, it might as well have been a million. And I know good and well people was looking at us like, boy, y'all really are broke. Then the Lord's like, that ain't your $1,000. I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) No, that ain't your $1,000. Well, I saved it. He said, you saved it, but it ain't yours. It's mine. I have need of it. Come on now. I have need of it. Wait a minute, you own a cattle on a thousand hills. Lord, all the gold and all the silver is yours. He said, yep, and I want yours right now. That, I want the gold and the silver that you got. Come on, that's when we start taking issue with God. Because you know what? We think on God like we've thought on people. We think he's just trying to take from us. And you know what? If God ever comes asking you for something, it's never because he's trying to take something from you. If God ever asks you for something, listen to what I'm about to tell you. If God ever asks you for something, it's never because he wants to take it from you. It's always because he has something greater that he wants to get to you. And he can't get it to you until he can get whatever you got in your hands away from you. Amen. Because you'll hang on to what's small. Amen. Because we don't know. We don't understand. We think this is the greatest thing. I thought that $1,000 was the greatest thing I'd ever, that was the greatest accomplishment I'd accomplished up to that point in time. I thought, my God. And now $1,000, $1,000. Sometimes I feel bad when I'm writing a check for 1000 or less when I'm trying to be a blessing to someone. Be like, man. Amen, I'm sowing this, but, well, praise Jesus. I want to get there with the hundreds of thousands, just 100,000. Just write a check, 100,000, be like, here you go. Write 12 of them in a day. And he looked at me and said, what did you do? Well, we gave away 1.2 million. Do we have any left? Oh, we got plenty left. We got plenty left, and more is coming. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Glory to God. So I I could tell you that story. I could tell you about how the Lord asked us for that. We sowed that, and it was on the heels of the sowing of that seed that the Lord began to flood uh, our bank accounts with more than enough. And it was on that one seed. It was just on that one. Now, if I got up and said, you know what, if you'll sow $1,000, what God did for me, he'll do for you. And that's, that's what some people have done. 
And what has got people in trouble in the body of Christ is that you have preachers telling people to do what God told them to do. And here's the key. You got to do what God tells you to do. So you can, you can follow my example in that you hear how I followed the leading of the Spirit and what the Lord did for me. But you can't just mimic what I did and get the same results. That's like going to a Benny Hinn meeting and mimicking what Benny Hinn did, thinking you're going to get the same results Benny Hinn got in his service. But you know what? There's some people actually dumb enough to try that, thinking that they're going to have the same results. All right. I'm, pre I'm really preaching here. I shouldn't be. I should be teaching. But anyway, so qualify. Say qualifying. So uh, qualification we talked about um, last week was becoming fully persuaded that it's God's plan for you to prosper. A third John verse 2 says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Third John verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things. Above how many things? <clears throat> Now, I heard someone say this. You can't take that literally. That was a salutation that was written by, uh, in this book by, uh, by John. This isn't, this isn't something you take literally. This is like someone coming in and saying, hello there, how are you? That's what, you know, it's a salutation. Yeah, but you know what? It made the cut. And if it made the cut, we can, we can, not, not only can we believe this uh, because of what 3 John says, but we can believe this because there are other scriptures in the book that support that line of thinking and that concept. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Psalm chapter 35, verse 27 says this. It says something. <laughs> that hard drive's clicking. <laughs> Let them shout for joy and be glad. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You see? See, so God, God's, God's looking for us to prosper. In fact, the Bible goes as far as to say that he's pleased when his servants prosper. You know what? If God is pleased when you prosper, you ain't, you've got no business feeling guilty when you're prospering. You know why y'all feel guilty when you prosper? Because you, you, you're looking in the wrong direction. Instead of looking to the Lord, you're looking back at all those you feel sorry for. Here's, here's the thing. Why in the world, how, number one, I, I'm just standing up here in front of y'all. I, I will tell you this. I don't feel sorry for none of y'all. I love you, but I don't have any, any, I don't have any feelings of... of uh, uh, you know, I don't feel like, uh, 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 so I don't feel like sorry for you all, like, uh, uh, anything like that. And here's the reason why, because we, we serve the same God. We read the same book. 
with the same promises. The same spirit that is in me is in you. Amen. And, and it's, listen, it's not that I don't become concerned. Listen, when I'm praying for y'all, sometimes I can feel what y'all are going through. And here as of late, I've been praying for y'all. Listen, I have been praying for, I have been contending for you all. I know some of y'all have gone through some battles. And you know where the battleground has been? Hadn't been in the spirit. It's been in the, in the realm of your minds. The devil has attacked you in the realm of your minds. And he's, he's using the present condition of this world, the economy, inflation, uh, um, your, the, the care that you have for your families, for, you know, trying to give you through. There are many people that are struggling in the, in the, uh, in the realm of their mind, trying to figure out in the natural how they're going to get through this. And so, you know what my prayers have centered around? Lord, don't let your people depend on what they know in the natural. But Lord, let them depend on what they know you said by your spirit. Lord, turn their attention toward your word. God, get them out, get them out of the natural and get them over in the spirit. Get them out of the world system and get them in the word system. Amen. Thank God. That's been my prayer for y'all. Because I know good and well that's how the enemy's been trying to uh, been trying to work. Isn't that right? That's, that's so when I'm when I'm praying for y'all. I definitely can, you know, sometimes I'm feeling that. And it's, it's not that I don't have compassion toward you. I definitely have compassion. I certainly love you. But here's the thing. I don't sit there and go, oh, dear God, Annie and I are doing so well. You know, can I tell you, because I'm, I'm just going to say this. and uh, it, this, isn't a, it's, this isn't a brag. It's, it's just a, a fact. And this is, these are the things that the Spirit of God, is doing um, in us. But if I... Uh, um, let me just... Let me look at something here. Will you all give me just one second? Let me get some. Remember two, four, five. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so I remember two, four, five. Last month, Annie and I made $31,000. Annie's like, wait a minute. <laughs> now, here's the, she, and she is unaware. I mean, I'm, I just figured it out right now. Just, just calculate. Now, you, now, here's the thing. Did I set out to do that? No, I didn't set out to do that. All I've set out to do is do the will of God. Right. Amen. 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 Now, has, has some of that gone out for others? Yeah, some of it's gone to pay for certain expenses that were incurred in the making of that uh, money. 
in the in the earning of that money or whatever. But as a whole, that's that's what that's what we in in a, I'm that's I remember when Annie and I were making thirteen when she was making thirteen thousand dollars a year. And I'm not talking about back in the 50s when $13,000 was something. I'm talking about $13,000 in 1988. 1988. Listen, $13,000. It sounds like poverty, right? Sounds below poverty. Guess what? In 1988, it was below poverty. We don't know how we made it. I mean, we kept those tax returns for years just to look at them and be like, my, my, my. My, my, my. I remember when we thought if we was making $35,000 a year, we wouldn't have a care in the world. Boy, I tell you, we'd be living on easy street, $35,000 a year. <laughs> Come on now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Again, this is not a brag. Because some people are like, well, it must be nice. That, that's not how we want to, that's not how we want to hear this. How we want to hear this is this way. God will lead you out of, out of lack and into abundance. God will take you out of poverty and into wealth. Amen. God will take you out of barely enough and move you into the land of more than enough. Praise God. But do you, do you know do you know what we didn't do? You know you know what Annie and I haven't done this month. We haven't we haven't said something along these lines. Man, sure is hard. My God, this it's out of control. This is crazy. We're gonna you know we're the ones suffering here. We we're this government's just this is beating us down, and there's no way. My God, look at look at the price of this and that. And da, 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 da. Those aren't discussions that we have in our house. You don't you don't hear those things. We don't sit and now have we mentioned them? Yeah, but you know what? We don't sit sit there and and uh, grind our hands together and rub our hands together and wonder on those things do you know why the bible doesn't tell us to wonder about those things are, are y'all hearing this today i know this can be this can be tough because the, your your natural man will want you to punish yourself for doing the the opposite of what god's words are. but you can't dwell there you've got to be like mm, yeah i'm finding my way home right now amen I'm finding my way, you know, back in the, back in the 70s, there's a song, that, and I can't remember who did it, but it said, I've been, I've been working my way back to you, babe. Maybe we need to uh, change that to, I've been working my way back to you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> we, we need to work our way back to that place where we're trusting and relying in him. And here's the thing. We we don't we don't uh, our, we don't determine our joy or our contentment or our peace based on our present circumstances. You know, Kim Clement, uh, he he would prophesy and he'd prophesy this. He'd say he say you got to see yourself the way God sees you. You got to be everything God wants you to be. You got to walk the way God wants you to walk. You got to talk the way God wants you to talk. And then he said this. He said you're somewhere in the future. And you look much better than you look right now. See, some of you need to remind yourself of that. You're somewhere in the future. Amen. You need to look beyond what you see today. Are y'all hearing me today? 
You need to look beyond your present circumstances. Because guess what? Where you're going don't look like where you're at. And you look much better in the days that are coming than what you look right. Come on, that's what brought you out of where you was at. Glory to God. I don't care what the... Listen, everything that the devil tried to keep you out has failed. Everything that he has tried to keep you from that place of problem. You know what? He told you last time you was going to fail. He told you last time you wasn't getting any farther. He told you last time you weren't qualified. He told you last time you were stupid. He told you last time you didn't belong in that group, in that social group. That you didn't belong in that tax... Come on, somebody. He told you last time that uh, you was trying to, uh, you was trying to uh, trespass in some place where you didn't belong because that was, you know, you know, some people, they look at a, a, a man's wife, and if she's way more beautiful uh, than he is, uh, they'll, they'll be like, man, you married up. You married out of your league. And that's what the devil will try to tell you, that you're trying to infringe and, and trespass in some area where you don't belong. Listen, I don't care where you came from. I don't care if you're white trailer trash. I don't care if you're from the ghetto. I don't care if, I don't care if you, you know, I don't care what the devil's trying to tell you. Are y'all hearing me today? Some of you are like, well, I'm from the hood. I don't care if you're from the hood. God's about to deliver you from the hood. Amen. Boy, is this, is this helping anybody's faith right now? See, you got to start seeing yourself somewhere in the future. Amen. Listen, if you're getting in an old beater of a car that smokes like a mosquito truck, why are you getting in there saying, I'm somewhere in the future, and I look much better than I look right Amen. Amen. See, the devil might try to shame you. He'd be like, well, you know, you had it made, but now look at you. Oh, no, listen. You, you, it ain't over. It ain't over. You might be weak, but you're not defeated. That's why I like to quote Paul. Pressed, but not crushed. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Amen. Glory to God. Listen, you coming back stronger. Are y'all hearing me today? You coming back stronger. Glory to God. Amen. I want you to say this with me. Say, I haven't bought my last house. You ain't on you ain't bought your last house. You ain't bought your last car. You ain't bought your last nice dress. You ain't bought your last nice meal. You're not there. You're not there. Glory to God. See, we got we got to get out of that. That's that's the devil talking. Well, you know what if this whole world goes to hell in a handbasket? I ain't going with them. They can go without me. Amen. Then I can move into their place. Glory to God. Well, praise the Lord. Thank God. 
So that's, that's what I'm talking about, being fully persuaded. I'm fully persuaded. I'm fully, you know, in the, in the natural, in the natural, if we look at things in the natural, it don't look good, church. It don't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. Our president is a hamburger short of a Happy Meal. I think he thinks he's Mayor McCheese. In McDonald land. That dude is, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to be ugly. But I have never seen anything like this in my whole life. In the, but you know what? In the natural. Is, is, the, is, that, is that where, when we, when, we, when, we sing, when we sing in this church, uh, do we sing, Bide in my firm foundation. Thank God, no. Thank God, no. And the devil be working hard, be like, oh, America's not going to be a superpower no more. Listen, as long as I'm in this country, they're going to have superpowers. Because I got a superpower living in me. Amen. Come on. See, we church, we've got we've got to the Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. So it's time for you to rise up to start taking back what the devil's trying to steal from you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You got to be fully persuaded. He owns it all, it all belongs to him. Above all things, he wants you to prosper. Be in health, even as your soul prospers. Amen. Uh, he wants you to be the head and not the tail. He wants you to be above and not beneath. Amen. Say, I'm not under the curse. So go to Deuteronomy. That's where we were at last time. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Chapter. Uh, <laughs> chapter something. <laughs> chapter 28. I think it is. Glory to God. Yes. Chapter 28. So let's find out what the blessing is, what the curse is. Now, blessing is being empowered. The word blessing means empowered to prosper. So let's, let's talk about the blessing and the curse. Deuteronomy 28 points out what the blessing and the curse is. So 28, starting with verse 1, it says, And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently. Well, I was preaching this, wasn't I? Was I preaching this? Was it Wednesday? Mm. Boy, this is a Sunday. This is, that was a Sunday scripture on a Wednesday night. It shall come to pass that if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee. Now notice that um, this, of course, Deuteronomy is written to the children of Israel. And it's written to old, the Old Testament, uh, uh, we'll just call them the Old Testament church or the Old Testament saints. And so for them to qualify, they had to uh, hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord their God, observe and do all his commandments, which he commanded them that day, that uh, 
And if they would do that, the Lord uh, promised that he would set them high above all the nations of the earth and all the blessings, all of these blessings would come upon them and overtake them if they would hearken unto the voice of God. And the same is, the same is true for us. If we will allow the word of God Again, will there be opposition? Why wouldn't you be opposed if you're on your way out of hell and into heaven? When you're, out of, when you're on your way out of defeat and into victory. When the devil thought he had you and all of a sudden you start dancing around in the, in the furnace. What do you think the enemy's going to try to do? He's going to try to shut your. He's going to try to. He's going to try to shut down your dance because he knows if you keep dancing, the fourth man going to jump into fire with you, deliver you from the fire. You're not even going to smell like smoke. All that's going to come off of you is the bands that had bound you up. So let's let's read. It says, "Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body." and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be the ba thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. How many know that's pretty blessed? And the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. And they shall come out against thee one way and shall flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And the Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. And he, shall and, and he hath sworn unto thee, if thou, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art uh, called by the name of the Lord, um, of the Lord, and they shall be uh, and they shall be afraid of thee, and the Lord shall uh, make thee plenteous in goods and in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, and in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, uh, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thy hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail. And, and thou shalt be above only, and shalt not be beneath. If that thou shalt hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left hand to go after other gods to serve them. So the Bible tells us that's the blessing. Is anyone interested in that at all? Some of you act like you've heard this so much that it's become old hat. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, you better knock the dust off that hat. You better take that hat to the cleaners and make it new again. Because the minute you think you got a hold of this, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't. 
Because the enemy will try to lull you to sleep and make you passive in your pursuit of what that scripture says. You know, the devil don't want you having any part of what God intends for you to do in this earth. You know, the devil wants to keep us out of these neighborhoods doing outreach. If you take pleasure or have joy of not going out there and doing outreach, you, be, you, be, you, need, you need to get before God. You need to repent. You need to pray before God because something has gotten skewed in your life and the devil has deceived you in some way to make you to believe that that's a good thing. Well, you happy because you're not going to be hot? You happy because you're not going to sweat this summer? You happy because you're not going to haul chairs? I'm going to tell you right now, if that's your thought, there's a party going on in hell in your honor. That, listen, church, that's the way the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. When we take pleasure in things that God doesn't take pleasure in. When we rejoice in things that the Lord is not rejoicing in. When we get happy about things that God is not happy about. Amen. I know, just, just rub it or rub some dirt on it or spray some Windex on it or do something like that. I know, listen, I know, I know. I know, there's a, there a little part of me when, when I felt like the Lord said, now listen, I'll, I'm going to tell you right now. It did not come to the forefront of my mind or of my life. But there's a little tiny thing on the inside of me that said, well, you know, we won't be hot this summer. But you know what? Hell's going to be hot for a lot of people. And we're the ones who stand in the balance and make the difference. And without us getting our hearts right before God and doing what God has commanded us to do, there's going to be a whole lot of people that, amen. Do I have to say, see in, the, but see, in that exact same way, we take these things that the Bible says and we make them common and we make them old hat and we make them things that it's like, oh, yeah. Amen. Head and the tail. Bubba nominate. Amen. I know this, amen. Yeah, we've been having good church, but Pastor, you know, he, he, he preaching message 476 this week. We, we, we have this one indexed. We heard this one before. Boy, I, I, I'm, I'm only preaching to you the same. You know, you know why I'm preaching this stuff to you? Because God's telling me. Guess how many times he's told me this stuff? How many times you told your kids to take out the trash? You know, church is the only place we think we only got to hear something one time. Mama, is that right? Daddy, is that right? Mama and daddy, you only tell them one time and that's good enough? Well, then why in the world we think God would be any different? Boy, I'm preaching right now. See, we, 
we got to be careful that we don't complain, that we don't murmur, that we don't think that somehow or another people lost their anointing, lost their ability to get a revelation, because God's trying to tell us something more than one time. Well, they must not have anything better to say or better to do. You know what? Maybe if we, maybe if we allowed the urgency of the hour to get a hold of our hearts while we're sitting up here on Wednesday night, and we positioned ourselves for the flow. of You know, if God is talking about supernatural increase, you know there's an anointing that he wants to deliver to make that come to pass. You know, you know what we ought to do? We ought to get our spiritual catcher's mitt on and get right down the middle of the plate and start catching what God's trying to pitch to us. Amen. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I could use, a, I could use another dose of supernatural increase and the anointing to prosper. Amen. I've gotten way too satisfied. Amen. <laughs> this <is> crazy. <laughs> Is this helping anybody, by the way? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. That's why I love this church. Because I'm looking at y'all, and I'm seeing the urgency start to come up in your spirit. I can feel, you know what? Them devils that sometimes wait out here for you guys to take off, be like, I'll catch up with them later. I ain't going in there. I'll catch up with them those devils right now, they're like, man, oh, man. We might not even get a ride to the house tonight. <laughs> we might not even get a ride to the house tonight. Glory to God. They ain't getting no ride to our house tonight. You ain't getting no ride to my house tonight. I'm cleaning up my house, and I'm kicking the devil out. Glory to God. I'm going to live in the fullness of the blessing of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this ain't about materialism. This ain't about, listen, this ain't about being selfish and, 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 and uh, 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 caught up in, in Americanized religion. I, listen, I'm, I'm talking about blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Eradicating the poverty that's in this area, that's in this neighborhood. Being able to take the gospel and not having to borrow a dime from anybody to do it. Man, I wish Michael Salazar was here. Michael Salazar drove down this road out here, out by the gate church, drove by a church that, that uh, went up for sale. I'm going to tell you, because some of y'all are like, hey, Michael ain't here again, he over in Florida. I'm going to tell you right now, there's no one, that, there's no one ought to be saying stuff like that about folks that are, that are about, you know, listen, again, you know, all of us have our stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I just want you to hear this because I, I, th I thought, I'm, I'm sitting at dinner with Michael. We took, finally got to take some a time to, um, to, uh, to just go to dinner. 
and because I, I, I try to get with Michael when he's around. I know he's not getting to be here. And uh, anytime y'all have been that way, I've done that with y'all. But we're just sitting and talking. Wait, what time we get together, Mama? We got to, what time we, 6.30, 6.45. We're, we're still sitting in, we actually went ate at Uncle Julio's. We left Uncle Julio's at 9.45. And ended up at another restaurant for dessert. Across the way. We didn't leave there till 1030, 1040. We got we rolled in the house 1045. We was with four, we was with him for four, four, oh, about four hours. And he, you know what he said? He said, Hey. He said, Did you see that church over there off of uh, council? I said, No, man. He said, Yeah, there's a church. I put a roof on that church. Of course he's gonna throw that in. <laughs> <laughs> But he said, uh, I called him up. He said, they are asking 2.2 million. 2.2 million. He said, it has everything we need. Has everything we need. They just renovated it. It's got plenty of classrooms, got plenty of sanctuary space, got a fellowship. It's got literally everything we need as a church. We'll have room to grow. He's like, Pastor Zig, he said, we're, we're busting out of that. We're busting out. Our kids are busting out of the building we're in. Our kids are busting out. Listen, a couple more babies. Slow it down, Joe. Slow it down, bro. I was kidding. And Jess is like, no, uh-uh. Ayla's back there. No, I pull, I'm pulling the reins for right now. I'll give it a couple weeks. But anyway. One more, Derek. One more. Oh. <laughs> but y'all, y'all hear it. And so he said this. He said, "Glory to God." Boy, I feel the anointing. Share prefedina. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory. He said 2.2. He said, I think it's really worth more like 1.7 million. I'm like, I, would I don't know nothing about real estate. You know, they're always doing stuff with real estate and whatnot. And they're sitting there. And he, he said, you know, I hear this from nearly every one of y'all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell the truth and shame the devil right now. Nearly every one of y'all that I talk to say the same thing. I know we don't do much at the church. I know we could be doing so much more. I know that we, you know, we barely do anything. Do y'all realize that this church wouldn't exist if it wasn't every, I can't think of one of you that are here that your fingerprints aren't all over this church and the things that are done at this church. I, Hilda, I hope she don't mind me. Hilda, just the other day. Pastor, I just don't feel like I'm effective. I, I, I wish I had more influence. I, I wish, you know, I wish that, that what I had done up to this point had been more impactful. I'm like, are you, are you back on drugs? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, oh, you didn't get it? That's all right. That's all right. Leave it to be. It'll be all right. Cherie. Cherie, tell me, Pastor. I wish I was more impactful. I would, same thing. I'm like, Sheree. Sheree. 
The only way, listen, only way you, only way you're going to be more impactful is if you take my job and you ain't having it. So <laughs> I know Carolyn has felt that way. She feel like she can do so much. Are you kidding? Get, I get on them videos while she's praying. I hear them pray. Miss Rhonda, are you kidding? Now, they're not up here preaching all the time and whatnot, but our, our children's ministry? Miss Rhonda praying for me? Praying for me. Praying for people in the, Just Anna testifying and telling how much that meant. Are y'all kidding me? Gaby Flanoy. I, I know good and well she thinks, well, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just a dirt ball for Jesus. <laughs> Drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life. Amen. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're part of the problem, the problem that we have with so many kids. Yeah. Uh, we'd, you know, we'd been gone for a while and it was, that was one of the things I told you. I was like, it's been like surreal seeing how far everybody's come since we, since we were gone, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, you know, named a few people, but you know, like if you don't think that, that you're doing a lot or that you're like not as strong as you could be, <laughs> the, the, the gap in which we saw you last and when we're seeing you now, you guys are like, like so incredibly strong, you know? And, and that's, that, you know, that's, that's why this church is so amazing is because, and the fact that like y'all are still here too. Like I've been to places where you're gone for six months and it's a whole new roster of people, Yeah. you know, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and, and it's in the bigger churches, you know, where right. like, I don't recognize anybody in here, you know, here it's like you all have stayed and you all have grown and you all have, are doing, a, you're doing way more than you think you're doing. Yes. Um, and then the fact that we felt so welcome to come back, you know, I mean, it's like it would have been super awkward in a lot of places. Like, <laughs> what are they doing here? <laughs> uh, never thought I'd see them again. But, you know, it, that was that was incredible to me just to see that. It's like, you know, and, and I thought y'all were crazy back then, especially Amen. three. <laughs> now he knows y'all are crazy. <laughs> and, and I do like you, by the way, Cherie, I do. <laughs> she was like, I don't think Derek likes. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing, but you you listen. That's that's but that's how the enemy works. That's a part of how he gets in there and tries to persuade you that you're not a blessed. You're not blessed. You're never going to be blessed because you're not a blessing. Because you're insignificant. Because God ain't looking down upon you with favor. You're right. God ain't looking down on you at all. Amen. God took you and he raised you up and now you look squarely and directly eyeball to eyeball with God. God don't look down on you at all. You enter boldly into the throne of grace to speak with him face to face. Michael Salazar, he was, he was like, I know we don't do. I said, dude, you, you, all, realize, you all realize that maybe you don't. We came in here, and 
I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but Michael, he's a desk man. I mean, he, he works hard. Don't get me wrong. But he's not jumping up on roofs and nailing shingles. That's not stuff. And he, he's doing that stuff in his own home as he's doing his own. But there are many times we came in here and he was covered with dirt. He was in these rafters. He's putting stuff together in this building. Everything that is in this building, if it hadn't been for Michael and Twyla, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be done. And, they, and they're in, but see, that's their mind. But we're insignificant. Now here's the, you, you can't, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. With, with outreach, you know what? We're, we're, without, when it comes to outreach, we're not, we're not doing the outreaches this summer, be, not because it's ineffective. Are you kidding me? Every time we go out there, it's effective. People there, the hopeless receive hope. The struggling are picked up. The lost are saved. The sick are healed. The bound are set free. The hungry are fed. We're, every time we go there, whether you liked it or not, it's getting done. And so to hear Sharice say, it ain't working. What do you mean it ain't working? It's been working ever since we implemented it. It works better than what no one else is doing it. It works. Do you know why we feel that, that inadequacy, why we feel that way? Because we know we haven't arrived at the destination. We know that there's more. But you've got to quit letting the devil tell you that what you're doing is ineffective. See, some of you think you're going to have to start all over with supernatural increase because nothing that you've done up to this point has been effective. No, listen, you ain't where you was at before. You, you hear me? <clears throat> Gil, already you're not where you was at when y'all came here. God opened up you a door. Come on, somebody. This, I'm going to tell you right now, it's just the beginning of the journey. For every, for every one of you. Now see, and if you just want to stay in the valley where you're at and in the mully grubs and, and get caught up in the curse and not, and not get over there and believe God for the blessing, I can only tell you you can come out of the valley. But you, you've got to start believing something different about yourself than what you believe. Listen, you are, you, you're a part of this church. You're a part of the foundation on which God built what he built in this place. Every one of you have played a role in the success of Wintership. Brandon, my God, Brandon, single-handedly the Lord used Brandon to light a fire under the tail end of our men. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. God used Brother. Now, you know what? Brandon's like, come on. We, listen, we got, we got to quit doing that stuff. We've got to be like, well, praise God. But you know what, Lord? There must be more. Amen. See, what we don't know is that all these things affect how we do this other stuff. It's those mindsets. They affect how we enter into the blessing that we're talking about here tonight. So Michael says, I know we didn't do my, I'm, I said, bro, we, we're under a roof every day that if you hadn't nailed it down, how can you say, he said, yeah, but you know, that stuff. <laughs> See, he said, that's some of y'all though too. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that. I know that's the, like 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 what you're doing is small potatoes. Come come on, y'all for real. See, that's the devil. That's how the devil works. He want to make you feel like everything that you do and everything that you're part of is something teeny tiny, and that that's what hinders us from entering into the greater, because we don't recognize. Listen, you're not in the. You're not at the beginning of this thing. God's about to take you from, you're, you're not in, the, in, in hell. God's about to take you not from hell to glory. God's about to take you from glory to another glory. And from that glory, he's going to take you to. But anyway, I keep trying to tell this now. I'll, I'll quit with this, I reckon. Or I, we should, well, I guess we should talk. Well, I'll read about the curse a little bit, but. So Michael says 1.2 million or 1.7 million is what I think it's worth. Um, he said, I think we can get it. I think we can get it. He said, do you think we can get it? I said, I think we can get it. <laughs> I think we can get it. <laughs> If the Lord can bless us, if the Lord can bless Annie and I with $35,000 in a 30-day period of time, <laughs> Woo, glory, Michael said, Michael said to Twyla, was like, should we buy it? Should we, like them personal, should we buy it? And Michael's like, maybe we should, maybe we should buy it. She goes, how? He said, we'll get the money. She's like, how? Well, well how do we do anything? Maybe I shouldn't be telling this out of school, but this is the faith. That God is stirring. And I know, listen, I know some of you have never thought or dealt with that, that amount of money, that kind of money. And you know what? Honestly, Michael, you know, as far as, you know, personal, he's believing God to get him over in the million flow. He's he never been in the million flow, but I'm believing with him. I dreamed a dream that he got three jobs and he said it was, uh, what was it? What was it? 15 million? Was it, was it 15 million and three jobs? 15 million and I was like, is that good? And he's like, yeah, that's good. Later on, he told me after I told that dream, he said, that would put us in the million flow. Just like that. He said, that would put us in the million flow. Well, you know what? That's not just for one. That's for every one of us. Listen, don't think small. Don't think small. You're the head. You're not the tail. You're above. You're not beneath. Amen. You're blessed in the city and you're blessed in the field. You're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. Glory to God. Everything you put your hand to, everywhere your foot touches, everywhere you go is blessed. Glory to God. Amen. Well, you know, we're not going to talk about that old curse today. Thank God. But 
Boy, did this help it? Inez, she's getting it. She's, she's just getting it. That's what it is. She's like, glory to God. She fell out under the power. Amen. <laughs> any questions? Any, any questions? Oh, see, you can you hear that in that in the atmosphere? Now, listen, don't 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 uh, don't let yourself get over in the in the natural when it comes to these things, and in the flesh. Don't go to don't go to uh, uh, self-loathing and 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 feeling guilty and all these. Things. Don't do that. Just rejoice. Just rejoice. You're not where you you're not where you were, and you're not yet where God wants to take you. Amen. And all these things that you're facing right now, one day they're going to be so far behind you, you're not even going to be able to see them in the rearview mirror. Amen. See, some, some of you aren't seeing those times that you once saw. I mean, Annie and I, it's been, we are a long way from where we were at. A long way. And guess what? Even when we went through difficulties, you know, I told y'all, I think I told most of y'all, Annie and I, we went through a bankruptcy, a personal bankruptcy. I'm, I'm, maybe not all of y'all know that. It was after we got a revelation on supernatural increase. We had a home in, in uh, Columbus, Ohio, that when we, we moved to, back to Oklahoma City, we, I don't know what I was thinking. I shut off the, uh, the, the gas and the heat, and the pipes burst. It was wintertime. Flooded that house from the basement all the way to the first floor. I got a phone call that said just to look at the place was going to be 80 grand. Just to look at the place. Well, we had, we had already given not only ourselves, but everything we had to be there. We were, we were on the verge of personal and ministry bankruptcy. So when we left, now, can I tell this just real quick? When we left, I, I am a man of my word. I'm a man of integrity. I will do what I said I would do. If, if I obligated myself to you, I'm going to meet my obligations. And we... The Lord brought us out of lots of debt when he first showed us supernatural increase. We was, want, listen, we was wanted, we, our pictures were at the credit union. Do not let these people borrow any money. We, our picture was at some banks. Do not open accounts for these people. Listen, we were reckless in our finances, so much so that we couldn't even get a checking account. Only way we, only way we got a checking account finally because we had bounced so many checks when we were younger, was Debbie went to work for a bank, and she persuaded them to let us have an account. I mean, that's how bad it was. And then we couldn't write a check because every time we give them a check, it would go through that, that computer. They'd be like, nope, we can't take your check. So before you think that you're the only one, you're not the only one. I had my car dragged away in repossession. Twice. Once after I heard the message supernatural increase and it was working in my life. You know what? It was the devil tried to bring so much shame because we didn't, we didn't know what to do. And I was like, Lord, I'll just, I'll just pay it. I mean... I'll just, I'll do whatever I got to do. The Lord was like, how are you going to do that? I was like, I'm going to trust you. And he said, you do what I tell you to do. And for the first time I had peace that we should 
let that house go, we should file bankruptcy. I'm not saying the Lord told us to do it. That's, what, that's where I got peace at. So you know what? That's what we did. The most shameful thing we ever did in our lives. We never even told nobody. We wouldn't tell nobody. We wouldn't, we, we wasn't about to tell nobody. So we come back to Oklahoma. The minute we step foot in Oklahoma, all of a sudden, money cometh. We're in the process of a bankruptcy. <laughs> Our lawyers start telling us, you got to give these cars back. And he had an X5 BMW. I was driving a Cadillac Escalade. Yeah, they got to go in the bankruptcy along with the house and everything else. I told Lord, I said, what do I do? He said, well, go get another car. So I went and I bought a Yukon Denali. <laughs> Parked it in the driveway. <laughs> Wasn't much of a step down. When they came to take the Cadillac in repossession, the repo man was checking the VINs on both of them. Scratching his head, wondering, I'm coming to get this car, and they got a, one with a paper tag on it that is more expensive than the one I'm taking. I went outside. I said, oh, it's the Cadillac. It's the Cadillac you want. He, he was shocked. I said, do you need the keys? He's like, do you have them? I said, yeah, I, I got them. I said, I was going to drop it off. I, you don't have to. I said, well, you get trying to tow it or something? He's like, well, I came to get it. I said, well, here, drive it. Threw him the keys. We had a phone call from BMW. Hey, would you like to keep that car? You've been good customers. We'd prefer that you keep it and Pay your obligation with as we see to it that you can keep it in the bank. Sure. I'm going to tell you something. In our bankruptcy, our lifestyle didn't diminish not one. As soon as it was over with, it was like we hit a gusher. And we went higher. We weren't proud. Heck, a guy Annie worked with, he's in the same bankruptcy court we were at. He, he was hanging his head, hoping she didn't see him. And we was just like, well, Lord, this, th these are the battles. Are y'all hearing this today? These are the battles that all of us face. But God is able to make all grace abound toward us. You know what? If we could have made good on all that that happened to us, we'd have done it. In a second, we would have done it. But in that moment, we couldn't do it. So we had to navigate those waters. Are y'all hearing this today? I, I hope it encourages. Now, I, I, don't want, I don't want you to think that we should do these things and be like, well, you know, I'm just going to go spend a bunch of money and then, you know, I'll just file on it and I'll be done with it. Of course, you can't, I don't think you can do that quite that way nowadays. But
Amen. There's lots of changes we made in our lives after that. That's why we don't live in a gated neighborhood. On a golf course. Not that we couldn't, you know, and not that the Lord wouldn't let us. But we learned something. You know what I learned? Here's what I learned. I learned I, if I had my rethers, I'd rather be free to do everything that God told me to do financially than to live behind a gate. Than to be able to go out in my backyard and, and play around a golf, which I don't do anyhow. Honestly, and this isn't, this isn't, I'm not saying that you, if, it, you know what, the Lord would bless us. If we wanted a mansion, the Lord would bless us with a mansion. If we wanted to live in Gallardia, we'd live in Gallardia. If I put my faith on a Ferrari, Ferrari would come. It'd be parked right out here every, every, every week. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's where my heart is. Is that at any moment, I want to be able to do whatever it is that God tells me. In a moment, I want to be able to do what God says to do. So I cho we, we've chosen to do this way. Do you have to choose to do that way? No. There's other people that don't. We were talking about uh, jets today. I was telling, I was telling uh, Sheree how much fuel it took to get from one place to another in a particular airplane. How much it cost more than what I was flying. You know, four or $500 for me to fly to Ohio in, 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 a, in a, you know, to go another uh 50, 60 mile an hour, 100 mile an hour, faster, whatever. Uh, now you're talking six or $7,000 more for the trip. If that's what I had to do, I'd do it. But you know what? Why would I, why would I do that? I'd rather take that $7,000 and put it in the neighborhood back there. Now, is that the way everybody thinks? No. And you don't have to think that way either. You can be like, God has enough. Because he does. It's just the way I choose to do it. That's why, we walk, that's why we work it out individually, all of us. We work it out individually. We're, we're working this out with him individually. Anybody have any questions before we shut this down? I don't have my watch on. But I know it's time. Yeah, it's time. No questions? Did this help anybody? Praise God. You know, the, the fact that we went through hardships in our finance, no indication that heaven was bankrupt or anything like that. Things happen. It's, it was, you know what? That was neither God nor the devil. That was me being in, just not being smart. I, I had a lapse in my judgment. We couldn't blame it on the devil. And we sure couldn't blame it on God. Sometimes we find ourselves in circumstances that we created and it has nothing to do with neither God nor the devil. Will the Lord deliver us out of every one of them? Yes, and sometimes he did. Jesse Duplantis, who was telling me that? Ayla, Jesse Duplantis, got up and testified. He said, Lord told him to go to the doctor, have his heart examined. He's like, Lord, if there's anything wrong with my heart, you're going to take care of it. He's like, boy, get to the doctor. They found out he had a clogged up artery when he went to the doctor. 
he had a stent or something put in. He had heart, he, he had heart surgery. Anyway, the doctor said, man, you waited any longer, you'd be dead. Jesse was like, well, Lord, you, you could have taken care of that. Lord told him, you didn't have enough time to develop your faith to get divinely healed. I, I, I led you to the doctor. See, sometimes we don't expect that. Why are y'all here? I feel like I put a wet blanket on y'all just talking about these things. We got, we got to follow the Holy Ghost. I don't care. You know what? I don't care what Yehu down the road talked with. He, he can talk all the noise they want to. I know what they're going through. I know what they're going through. They're going through. You know what? The people that talk bigger be like, oh, no, you know, your pastor, he, gotta, he really got to have faith. You know what? All them people, all them people are having the same issues y'all are having. And you know what? Some of them even more miserable because they haven't figured out yet that that's a part of walking this out. They think it's somehow or another they miss God or this and that and the other, and they're miserable. On TV, selling their trinkets. Fish us from Peter's tackle box. Shower caps the blessing for your love gift of $50. You go to their meeting, they're prophesying money out of your bank. Going into Scripture, being like, Deuteronomy 8.18, for your love gift of $1,818. Or $8,180. Or $81,800. The bigger you give, the better it is. Bless God. I mean, I've literally been to meetings where every one of them, that's the way they end. I'm going to give you five steps to your breakthrough. Number one, the Word of God. Number two, walk in the Spirit. Number three, you know, pray. Number four, uh, be a blessing to someone. Number five, sow your seed of $150 tonight. Some of you, God spoke to you to give 5000 that bunch I'm praying for. <laughs> Anyhow, well, praise the Lord. I need to shut up. Annie's giving me the, she's like this. <laughs> no, you're not, baby. <laughs> Anything you want to add, baby? All right, are we good? No one, no one have any questions? We're leaving here well. It's all right. Be strong. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, let's be strong in the... Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be strong in the Lord and in the strength and in the power of His might. Amen. Amen. You're going to make it. It's going to be good. You're going to shout the victory no matter what it looks like in Jesus' name. Thank God. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. Lord, we pray that you'll bless your people as they go. We're so grateful, God, for all that you're doing, all that you're saying. And Lord, we just pray that uh, as we leave out of here, we'll go out with joy and be led forth with peace in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. You're awesome. We love you. Everybody that believed it said amen.